Kyle Finley here, Marketing Director of Crypto 101. Just want to give a huge thank you and shout out to all of our listeners and all of our subscribers out there. It's been an incredible few months uh, and I'm really excited to see where we can take this thing and to uh, help you know the average consumer uh, dive into the crypto world. Hey, this is Ross, lead writer over here at Crypto 101. want to say thank you to all our listeners. It's because of you we're building this community and it's with you that we're going to help it grow. And yo, yo, this is Matthew Aaron, and I also want to say thank you to everyone for getting Crypto 101 where it is today. And where is it? Crypto 101 this month doubled its listenership since the previous month. And we couldn't have done that with all of you not supporting the community, supporting Crypto 101, passing our information along, telling people about our podcast, writing us emails, helping us with our logos, helping us think of ideas, and just giving us support. So... We want to say thank you very much for helping Crypto 101 get where it is this month. Yet, we still have a long way to go. So we have to ask for your help. Please go to iTunes and rate us. Leave a comment, hopefully a good one, about Crypto 101. This allows people who are searching for cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, to find podcasts that are relevant to them. It moves Crypto 101 to the top of the line so we are more visible. So please go to iTunes, rate us, and leave a comment. Today's episode is is an interview with James Lovejoy, the lead developer of Vertcoin. In this episode, we're going to talk about Atomic Swaps, Lightning Network, decentralization, politics, and he's going to tell us why Vertcoin is the coin that is being developed for the future and tell us about the team of volunteers and the community behind Vertcoin. Remember, with these interviews, all the songs are picked by the person who's being interviewed. So these songs today or by James. Enjoy the show. I'll see you after the episode. All right. I'm just going to start recording because who knows when there's going to be another problem. Hi, James. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Matthew. Hey, man. I'm really sorry about all the BS in the beginning of this, but we worked it out. See, this is why I hate video conferencing. It's inherently unreliable. I'm just going to take a quick selfie so I can tweet this a little bit later and say this is going to come up. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, just been like getting into the Twitter sphere because I realized that's where all the news in this space seems to be uh, being released now. So yeah, I've been spending more and more time, more and more amounts of time on Twitter, which is probably bad, but otherwise hey. you end up out of the loop. No, it is totally bad, man. Between that and Reddit, it just takes all your, all your time. Yeah, you know, now most of my time is spent not necessarily doing development, but more doing sort of community outreach and support. So you're basically the face, you're the PR guy now. I mean, not by choice, just by the bandwidth of our development team. Lots of new people wanting answers to questions. The first thing that's on my mind is you guys killed it last week or two weeks ago. Atomic swaps with Litecoin. Mm. How did that happen? How stoked are you guys? And what's the future for Vertcoin in this new development? Atomic swaps, uh, or at least that atomic swap that we did is, uh, I would say, an exciting proof of concept. Uh, but it's definitely not, not the end goal uh, that we're aiming towards. Because uh, really, we want to be doing atomic swaps on the Lightning Network, uh, which is what is going to allow them to be sort of high frequency and low cost and instantly routable was on-chain and expensive and slow. Um, so 
I would say it's an interesting proof of concept uh, of how you can do like a over-the-counter kind of trade mm -hmm. uh, using it. But I think atomic swaps is only really going to become useful once it's implemented on the Lightning Network. So when you say it's a proof of concept, this is the first atomic swap outside of the concept or idea? I, I actually don't think it is the first atomic swap. I mean, it, it's using a, a well-defined algorithm for atomic swaps that's been around for several years now. Mm -hmm. um, it, the code itself doesn't even actually use SegWit. The, the type of atomic swap that the code that DeckRed does uh, is something that's been possible for quite a long, long time. And as you can imagine, if you, I was doing a, like a Vercoin to Bitcoin trade, for example, mm -hmm. uh, that's you know, several dollars worth of fees on the Bitcoin side right. and probably several hours of time waiting for transactions. <laughs> Whereas, you know, the Lightning Network is going to allow us to do this stuff, you know, instantly and, and off-chain, which is really where the, the holy grail. Okay, so because of, of the nature of the program, it's Crypto 101. It's more for, you know, people to try to get into cryptocurrency and try to understand mm. the future of cryptocurrency. What is atomic swaps? It's a way of swapping coins on two different blockchains uh, in a trustless way. Mm -hmm. So you, you could imagine talking to a friend or someone you don't know on the internet and saying, you know, I want to trade, you know, X amount of Bitcoins. Uh, the problem you've got now is, you know, you have to trust that person to perform the trade mm -hmm. uh, or you need some other person to escrow that trade for you. Like a third party. Uh, so this is what... Yeah, so they you know take custody of your funds and they you know, release the funds once the trade is complete. Right. Uh, but th that's not ideal in this decentralized world where atomic swaps will allow you to trustlessly swap the coins just person A to person B okay. in, in a way that unless the trade is complete, uh, there's no way to cheat the other side out of the trade. So this is great because it's going to allow us to essentially make traditional exchanges uh, pretty redundant. So it's exciting because these exchanges, they're not massively reliable and they're not massively trustworthy. Well, actually, you just, you just said something that I never knew atomic swaps could be used for because I was always thinking as like P2P uh, consumer applications. So I went into a store, they say I accept Bitcoin, I pay with Vertcoin. What is the exchange aspect of it? What you described there is, is a form of exchange. There would need to be uh, someone on the other side of that uh, trade, you know, Bitcoin to Vertcoin, uh, in order to actually do the swap. Mm -hmm. um, so it, implicit in what you described there is actually a, an exchange mechanism underlying all of this. Okay, I understand. The exchange part will probably come first, uh, followed by what you described, which is you know, where you're able to go to a merchant and just have it seamlessly find a trading partner, swap, and send to the merchant in sort of one seamless process. Vertcoin has been around for how long? Four years now, actually, in the next sort of three months. Oh, right on. So so how did you get involved? Are you, are you the founder creator or what's the story behind Vertcoin? So, I mean, I'm actually kind of shady on the original setup of Vertcoin because that was before my time and I wasn't actually there when it was first created. Okay, um, okay so um, it was but, an existing entity before you got involved. How, how did you get yeah, the keys exactly. to, the, to the Ferrari? <laughs> well, I, I joined sort of like nine months in. Uh, since its inception, I think, uh, and, you know, I was just a community member, 
started mining on my like gaming computer, found it compelling and interesting. But over the time, I, I mean, I think when it was originally created, Barcoin was a, a master's project for a group of students. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And I mean, now the ex, I guess, quote unquote, founder of Barcoin is now the lead developer of uh, Zcoin. So he does that now. But yeah, I mean, I, I joined the development team November 2014. Uh, and just over time, there's, you know, people moved around. The de facto uh, lead developer. So you're a de facto the driver of the Ferrari. I, I would say so, but we take, you know, group decisions as a team. Right. Um, I, I would not argue that, like, I'm some authoritarian leader who says how it's going to be. We have very open discussions and come to collective decisions. You know, actually, that I'm in the Slack with uh, Vertcoin. Out of all the Slacks that I'm part of, that's one thing that I think makes Vertcoin unique uh, compared to the other coins out there is the development team and the community that you have. I don't know. It's almost like the epitome of what cryptocurrency should be, a decentralized community-based entity that's growing. What do you think makes Vercoin unique? I, I mean, I think, yes, as, as you describe it, I, I don't know any other coin that has, you know, as strong and as dedicated a, a community as we do. But I mean, clearly what makes us unique is uh, ASIC resistance. And what this essentially means for the normal person is that with a, a modest investment, uh, you're able to mine this coin profitably, which is not possible with the vast majority of cryptocurrencies in existence today, uh, especially Bitcoin and Litecoin, which are pretty much impossible to mine now. It allows you to take part in a system uh, rather than be a passive observer, which I think was the original point of cryptocurrency as Satoshi imagined it. Why is this important to you that like it's ASIC resistant? Now, I was talking to Douglas Pike of, of Virium the other day, and he thinks that being decentralized is key to maintaining cryptocurrency and blockchain. Why is it important to you and why are like Bitcoin and Litecoin going a different route? You know, the answer to this question is is deep and multifaceted. The the biggest one is that I, I mean I think if we go back to you know sort of the big point of why we're doing all of this cryptocurrency stuff, the, the idea was to recreate the financial system uh, mm -hmm. in a more fair manner uh, than how it is traditionally constructed. Uh, and if you have a situation where mining and transaction verification are all going to a small group of you know two or three people right uh that sounds a lot to me like the system we already have right so I, I don't see the utility in using a system we already have that's just more expensive right because you know if i wanted to use a centralized system uh, i would just use a bank i mean you know bitcoin transactions cost what like three dollars each Right. Could you imagine if my bank charged me three dollars per transaction? <laughs> it, it would be. Yeah, and and at this point, I, I really don't see Bitcoin and Litecoin and other ASIC mined coins of that sort as much different from banks that we already have now because they're wholly controlled by the ASIC manufacturers that right. that mine them. I mean, that's the the first thing. The second thing is just you know, from a fairness perspective, you can see, you know, with this SegWit deal with Bitcoin and to a lesser extent Litecoin that's still going on in Bitcoin, unfortunately, is as a taking decisions on behalf of the entire community because right. they have that power. You know, it's very clear that the Bitcoin community wants SegWit, doesn't particularly want two acts. The voice of the miners is disproportionately amplified compared to everyone else. 
So, and at least when we came to implement SegWit, it, it was relatively painful, like painless for us. We, we didn't have to have you know, New York agreements or meetings with miners. Uh, we just released the software and, you know, within a certain amount of time, it, it activated via the normal route. So, so that's the second thing. And I would say the third thing is, is sort of economical. You look at the hash of Litecoin, it, it just increases with time, irrespective of the price. You know, this is leading to this ridiculous situation where Bitcoin is consuming like multiple you know, thousands of gigawatts of power uh, just to maintain itself, which is way in excess of, it, of its market cap. Uh, whereas what you'll see with Bitcoin is you know, because people have what they mine, uh, because the hardware is generalized and you can mine any GPU coin with it. Right. It means that the hash rate actually changes with the market cap of the coin. And it means that the hash rate you know, can, can go down, which, which is good because it keeps the hash rate in equilibrium with the price and stops the power consumption from getting too out of whack. So I'd say those are the three main points. So the more expensive the uh, vert coin, the harder the hash is going to be. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's slightly more nuanced than that. It, it's more to do with uh, how many funds are available to mine because, mm -hmm. you know, you also have things like transaction fees built in. It increases the value of what is available to mine increases, uh, but obviously the cost of the power stays the same. And so, you know, the number of miners in the system will increase to compensate for that. As you said, the hash rate is going to become more difficult as Vercoin grows. How can you be sure that the average person can still mine Vercoin? Well, the, the important thing is to keep it at a, a level playing field. Uh, mm -hmm. And as long as you keep you know, that level playing field, then it, it's always going to be at least prof like marginally profitable for people to mine it. Right. Yeah, you know, those of your listeners who who know you know know about microeconomics, uh, it, like market equilibrium. You know, as the price goes up, the number of miners joining increases, so that the profitability stays roughly around you know break even. Um, mm. If the price goes down, miners leave. So so you have this this system trying to reach equilibrium. You know, I can buy ten GPUs the same as someone can buy a hundred GPUs. Right. Uh, the, the problem with Bitcoin is is I can buy, you know, maybe one ASIC that isn't profitable, whereas Bitmain can produce thousands of ASICs that are. To change it up a little bit, could you just tell me a little about yourself? Like, who who are you? You're the lead developer of one of the most popular coins in cryptocurrency right now. Maybe not the highest market cap, but it's one of the most talked about. Who is this James guy? Well, I mean, I'm I'm just. It's a normal guy. I grew up in sort of like Southeast London area. Uh, I'm currently 20. I currently study uh, at MIT in the US. I'm studying computer science and electrical engineering. I guess in my spare time, apart from working on Vercoin, I'm interested in politics, finance, that kind of thing. Pretty avid. Uh, I think in the future I could see myself having a career in politics. But yeah, it would be easier for me to be a politician in the UK because obviously yeah, I'm a citizen there, but not here. I would figure after graduating from MIT, you just uh, start running. Unfortunately, I don't think I would be elected if I did that. People <laughs> generally like to see their candidates have some form of life experience. First. Uh, well, you, you did see our president, right? Not to say that I like him, but... Oh, you could like him. Reality, that's, that's cool. The reality is, is he, he won the election. That so, is true. You know, people should see him. You know, clearly, he's electable for some reason. He 
Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He did speak to a uh, demographic of the United States that really needed to be spoken to at that time. And, and you know, it's a global phenomenon. I mean, we, you know, we've seen France with Marine Le Pen, AFD, and you know, in, you know, Britain with Brexit. It's right. It's happening everywhere. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, it's sort of the same thing as what Bitcoin is working towards to an extent. It's, you know, we've got this situation where wealth and power is being concentrated in the hands of a few individuals. Uh, and the average public vote for, you know, hard right candidates, uh, because they see that as an alternative to what they live with already, whether that be, you know, a good thing or not. And it's another question, but they perceive it to be a change from what they have. And they're so desperate for that. Besides the finance, and maybe the economic management comes another a, a lot of different baggage. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I don't think I don't think right wing politics is is at all the solution to uh, you know these people's problems. I think people don't think too deeply about policy, but they think in terms of change, and, and right. they see the right as a change from what they have already. That's a very good point. I think that's a lot of reason why Barack Obama was elected about eight years ago. Right. I, I mean, I, I don't think most people have the the you know, knowledge required about economics and policy, and not to mention the fact that you know they don't have the time. You know, most people are busy with their lives, and and so that you know they're not going to get the nuances of taxation and you know the multiplier effect and things like that. Whereas blaming immigrants and globalization is compelling to most people, even if it's not the actual mechanism by which they have become disadvantaged. No, I'm I'm trying trying to like get this back into Vertcoin somehow, but I want to keep talking to you about politics. It's, it's one of my interests. Well, I mean, I mean Vertcoin is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, it, it plays into everything. But I mean, my politics definitely, you know, play into Vertcoin in, in this case because, you know, I'm essentially aiming for the coin for the many and not for the few. Mm -hmm. You can, you don't have to be a passive observer in this coin at the whim of, you know, Jihan and his ASIC miners. You know, if you want SegWit, you just have to install the software on your miner and you're good to go. And and that's what happened with us. And that's why we activated before Litecoin and Bitcoin, because 
yeah, when, when you give power back to the people uh, in all sense, you, you get a better outcome. Uh, and, and that's what's happened with Vercoin. So what do you see Vercoin in the future then? In five years, 10 years, maybe 20 years? Uh, well, I, I think you know the biggest thing you're going to see over the next sort of five to 10 years is it moving from specialist technology, which is sort of what cryptocurrency is at the moment, uh, to something a bit more mainstream, You know, something more people are using in their homes. Uh, a big thing for us is improving ease of use uh, and integration with point of sale solutions. Because uh, I mean, we think all the pieces are there, but you know, right now it's too complicated for most people to use. I mean, if you want to start fiddling around with GPUs and operating systems and electronics and what have you, uh, and that's too much for the vast yeah. majority of people to handle. So, you know, we're looking at plug and play solutions for mining uh, that still use consumer hardware, so as to keep it at a level playing field, uh, and then also working on you know new wallets. Uh, that make you know integration with lightning networks far easier and then also working on hardware solutions for point, you know, point of sale so that you can actually go into a store and use your vert coins uh, to buy things there and then i guess they answered my question of how you want to see it in five years why would people right now get involved with vertcoin invest in vertcoin and what besides for you know the monetary great gain where you know it goes to the moon and Lambos or all that stuff. What are they going to see in five years, and and why would they get involved now with what you're trying to accomplish? Again, I think the answer to this question is, is multifaceted. Um, I think the the mass public is not really going to get into cryptocurrency until there is another big financial crisis, uh, which may come sooner rather than later. The rules of the last financial crisis are completely unresolved. Um, I think the exact same thing is going to happen again uh, pretty soon. Right. And and at that point, you know, people, I think, and, and you know, at, at the time of the last financial crisis, Bitcoin, you know, didn't exist. So right. You know, this technology wasn't there to pick up the pieces, but but now it is. So I think what what you'll see is can we move on to a system of having currencies that are uh, actually backed by something. Well, there's a couple of countries that are in crisis right now. Venezuela, for example. Tough Good thing with that is, is yeah. cryptocurrency only really works in a in a, a technological economy, unfortunately, mm. which neither Venezuela or you know, even less so Zimbabwe have. Um, you know, because it requires internet connectivity. You know, uh, you know, the ability to use a wallet, that kind of thing. This technology could definitely help those countries uh, a lot. Uh, it just requires the political world to implement it. A, a scenario, for example, Chico's tits up in the United States. Hurricanes are hitting, the, are hitting Florida, powers out, you know, people still need to do trades. Fiat, yeah. they can pull out of their pocket, they can get out of their, their mattress, but cryptocurrency, if everybody's based off of that, can they use it in a hurricane situation? They can only use cash, right? So we should be clear that, you know, in that situation, it's only, only cash that works. Mm -hmm. uh, are there solutions for... Uh, yeah, that's a challenge we need to look into because they, they don't work offline. Right. I think in, in disaster situations, you know, there are other methods of communication besides the cellular network, uh, the landline. You know, you can use satellite communications. I, I think it's just going to require you know, a slightly different mindset. But, I mean, that doesn't mean to say that there you know, won't be cash in the future. Uh, but I, I think you'll see definitely a much larger proportion 
cryptocurrencies mm. than fiat. Maybe it could completely wholesale replace it, but I think governments would be quite resistant to that. I, I think we went down a weird rabbit hole here. I mean, there, there are so many unanswered questions with this technology. It's still you know, very much in its infancy. It's, it's not even been around for 10 years yet. Right. I mean, if you think where the internet was at after 10 years, exactly, it still exactly. wasn't very far into its development. So there's there's a lot still to work out, but the you know the potential is there. What's your opinion of recent rise in Bitcoin up to five thousand? Uh, I think it was last week. You know, it's at four thousand two hundred today. Do you think that we're going the right direction? Is growing sustainably? Um, you know, I don't understand the crypto markets at all. I mean, it, I, I would say I'm just so jaded about the market. Yeah, that's, that's fair. How I yeah, okay. Describe it because coins and the rankings of them, and it bears almost no relation to what's actually behind them. And and I think that's because you know cryptocurrencies are fundamentally quite hard to understand. And people, on average, have a lot more money than they do understanding of things. Happen larger influx of money flooding into the the ecosystem, but not enough and like deep analysis uh, about what all of these coins actually do. You know, who are the developers? You know, what are their motivations? Uh, because you know, recent spat of ICOs, uh, left, right, and center, it, it's just you know where the developer makes an altcoin allocates themselves a whole bunch of them, gets it listed on an exchange, uh, dumps all their coins. Uh, I mean, it's just a rebranding of that same process, uh, except ICOs are fancy and have instant gratification. A lot of people don't understand what is backing the coin up. What is a coin that you think is backed up properly? Besides Vercoin, we already know that yeah. one's like on point. Like I know some of the people like personally, so I can say with like reasonable confidence that like those coins probably have competent people behind them. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, I don't know if you saw the IOTA news yeah. that uh, the DCI released recently. Um, so, I mean, that's a really great example, right? Where, you know, you have a system that's like fatally flawed uh, and, you know, you have developers misleading, you know, users and investors. You know, so that's a great example, I think, of where, you know, money has come before you know, thought and analysis. I honestly think Vercoin is one of the coins that is developing in a way where they're getting the, the tech first. They're not going, you know, super crazy with, you know, promotion or hype or branding to, you know, get a right. billion dollar market cap before they even have training wheels to be able to ride their bike. I think it's all very high expectations for a lot of these projects. Um, but I think what you're going to find is that there'll be a very low rate of delivery. Uh, mm -hmm. Simply because a lot of the promises these projects are making are just not feasible with the you know, current state of the technology. So, you know, we realize that, you know, we realize the technology, you know, isn't ready for mass market adoption yet. And so our aim is to you know, develop ready for mass market adoption. Um, and, you know, you don't get to that position by hyping and focusing all of your time on marketing and, you know, chilling your coin to the masses. You do that by building a community around the technology, you know, getting a good group of developers and, you know, really thinking about some of these hard problems and coming up with good solutions. If you respect one person or look up to one person or think they're doing a good job in this space, who would it be? I would say the Bitcoin core developers. I would say they are quite saintly in this space. Why, why is uh, this? Because, well, I mean, they dedicate themselves and their lives is working against them. 
uh, and they don't quit. You know, I respect that a lot. I would love it if they did a proof of work change, but you know, that's not going to happen realistically. But I, I mean, you know, if it was me and my entire community was saying, no, you know, we don't want to run your software. We want to run this, you know, Brandon dude in China's version of the software. They seem to be able to manage and, you know, they haven't abandoned it and, you know, they're still working very hard. So, you know, I respect them massively for that. And of course, their software is the basis of Arcoin, so we have to give them credit for that. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. If I had to pick one person... Yeah, I that's would, what it is, man. I'm, I'm forcing that one person on you. I guess I would pick uh, Taj Dreiger, who's the original author of the Lightning Network. Okay. Um, his insight into that technology is going to allow us to do so many things. And, and it really is, in my opinion, you know, the solution to like, you know, it's going to allow us to do futures contracts, insurance, betting, exchange between currencies, you know, instant transactions, low fees, you name it. Uh, it's just so powerful. And I mean, I'm thankful for him for coming up with it. What have I missed that you want to cover about, um, about Vertcoin? Well, I think the biggest thing thing it would give us a chance and check us out and you know use that computer to try and mine it and, and see how you know compelling that can be i mean the the biggest thing for me is you know i try and you know get people into mining you know in my day-to-day -day life by telling them about Vertcoin, you know mm -hmm. how they can make money from mining and you know people you know they struggle to understand understand it because it's quite an abstract thing you know what i found is once people actually start mining uh, it suddenly becomes very compelling because, you know, they realize how it works. Like they're running this device in their, their house and they're getting payouts as a result. And, and that's helping to decentralize and, you know, verify transactions in the network. So, the, you know, the biggest thing I would say to people is, you know, don't be scared of it. Barcoin has a lot of interesting things on the horizon. Uh, we're working on Lightning Network. We're working on Atomic Swap uh, on mobile and on desktop. You know, it's a system where you no longer have to put up with crap from the miners because the miners and the community are the same people. Right. Hold on. Didn't I just see a news today you get, you get put on, on uh, the Reddit channel that you guys are going to have mobile wallets now? Uh, yeah. So it looks like the donation goal we had for the wallet has been reached. Um, so that's great because... You know, oh, that dope, man. Congratulations. Yeah, well, yeah, we're, we're very grateful for the community and their donations. Um, but, you know, it allows us to pay for you know, the things that we need, you know, the developers whose expertise we don't currently have on the team. That's mostly what it goes towards. And obviously, you know, we have to pay Apple and Google. You know, if, if people all believe in a, in a common good uh, and they all want to work towards that goal, then they'll, they'll find a way without the need for, you know, ridiculous amounts of monetary compensation. I have to ask you, what songs do you want to have played with your episode? This is such a tough question for me. Well, my music taste is like underground electronic music. So, so what I decided on, I decided that everyone likes the 80s. Cool and the Gang uh, with Get Down On It and Earth, nice. Wind and Fire with September because those are two brilliant songs and no one can possibly argue with them. Gonna do it if you really don't 
Thank you for talking to me. Yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you, James, for coming on Crypto 101. That was an interview with James Lovejoy, lead developer of Vertcoin. I want to say thank you again to James and thank you very much to Vertcoin and the Vertcoin team. And like always, we're on SoundCloud, Facebook, Tumblr, Crypto 101, WordPress as well, Crypto 101, Twitter, Crypto underscore underscore 101, Instagram, Crypto underscore 101. You can email me at Crypto.101 at Outlook.com. And remember, if you'd like to join the Crypto 101 team, we're always looking for good people, no matter what your interest is, and you want to join Crypto 101, send an email over, let's get on a Skype, talk about it, and see what's up. Anyway, thank you very much. This is Matthew Aaron with Crypto 101.